Hi guys, welcome back to the show. So today I wanted to spend some time talking about the scale, the benefit of regular weigh-ins, the emotional impact of weighing yourself and what it has to do with your well-being, how often you should weigh yourself, and really starting to shift the focus onto behavior change for you to keep on track with your health and fitness goals. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Whole Health Empowerment Project Podcast. This show is for busy mamas like you with the desire for better whole health balance, but you may be feeling overwhelmed and busy and really don't know where to start. Hi, I'm Trisha. I'm a registered dietitian and nutrition coach. And I'm here to walk you through the whole health journey so that you can begin to have more fulfillment in who you are meant to be. In this podcast, you'll learn practical tips to get you started, motivation to keep you inspired, and guest interviews that will empower you to take action. Come join me in failing forward one step at a time into the journey of health wellness, and self-care. Welcome to your new project. For most of us, the decision to get on the scale, however often we decide to do it, can result in one of two possible outcomes. And I know that you've probably experienced them both, as have I. (laughs) The first is you get up on the scale and you're like so excited to like weigh yourself. You've been doing like all the things that you know are going to get you to a point that you think that you will have lost weight, right? And then you get on the scale and it is awesome. And it reflects like a weight loss that is like comparable to all the work that you did this week to try to get to you know, what your overall health or fitness goal is. You have this like feeling of vindication that like all of your hard work and the sacrifices that you made were worth it because this is the number where you want to be. Awesome. The other experience or outcome that we've had is you worked really, 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 really hard. You're doing all the behaviors that you've normally done And you feel like you are just mm, on fire with your health and fitness goals. And you get up on the scale and you do not have an outcome that you like. You are unhappy with your weight because you've maintained it or you've had some weight gain. Ugh. The number staring back at you is either going to be something that like leads you to take more action and to be more disciplined Or it's going to be something that leads you feeling like, ugh, so defeated and disappointed that you didn't get the goal that you want, especially since you were doing the behaviors to get you there. As a result, you may end up kind of sabotaging yourself or overeating or having some emotional eating or maybe just avoiding the scale altogether for a few months with ultimate weight regain, perhaps. Does this sound familiar to you? Because I know that I've experienced both of these behaviors and it sucks. So I wanted to talk about weighing yourself and do we need to have a regular weigh-in? 
you know, it's important, especially with the holidays coming up. I feel like it's this way, weighing ourselves is this, this way to kind of keep us accountable. And so, you know, that's why I wanted to talk about it. I also think it kind of like has an impact on our self-worth, which is also another reason why I think it's important to discuss. So are there benefits to having like a regular weigh-in? Well, some of the benefits, yeah, there are some benefits. So some of them could be like weighing yourself is a way to like create some kind of awareness and allows you to stay on track with your health and wellness and fitness goals. And then another benefit is it can provide like extra motivation, especially if you're trying to lose weight and you keep seeing that number going, that number on the scale going down and down and down, right? It's like so motivating. There's nothing more motivating than getting on the scale and doing everything that you know that you, that will get you to the goal that you want and you're achieving it over and over again. It's awesome. Another benefit is for people who have like lost weight and maintained their weight after a big weight loss, weighing yourself as a way to like capture any weight gain that might be creeping up along the way. So it's kind of a way to like prevent the weight gain that you originally had by kind of, you know, stepping in to be like, okay, here, you might've had a little bit of weight gain so that you never get to that weight that you were previously. Another question. So that's the benefit of of weighing yourself, right? Then with the weighing ourselves is trying to figure out like, how often do I do it? Do I weigh myself every day? Do you do it weekly? Do you do it monthly? Or do you just not do it at all? The scale is this very quick and easy way to like monitor any success with the behaviors that we're doing. So it's like if you're walking or making physical activity a priority, or, you know, you're, you feel like you're like eating good this week. It's a very easy way for us to like figure out like, am I successful or am I not successful? Sure. We could look at the behaviors and that would really determine our success. But I think it's very easy to just get on the scale because that's like really what we want. And that's really what's going to determine success for a lot of us. If you are like actively trying to lose weight, having that scale can be like a form of consistent feedback that can help you stay like really focused on your goals that you have at hand. And like I talked about before, like for those of you who have already lost weight and you're trying to keep the weight off or you're trying to maintain your weight, weekly weigh-ins will really help identify any weight gain that's like occurring along the way and kind of help you stay focused and on track. Research even supports the idea that regular weigh-ins help facilitate weight loss and help maintain weight maintenance for those who have lost weight. There's even this website, it's called the National Weight Control Registry. It's really a registry and the website is in the show notes. But this registry is so interesting because it basically looks at behaviors of people who have lost weight and maintain the weight, right? So a lot of studies will talk about like weight loss, but they don't account for the time that people gain that weight back. In this registry, it's essentially like 10,000 individuals who have achieved long-term weight maintenance. So they've lost weight and then they've maintained their weight for an average of five and a half years, 10,000 individuals, which is pretty cool, right? 
So why the registry is really interesting is it talks about the behaviors that these 10,000 people use to be able to maintain the weight loss that they've had. One of the things that they found in this registry is that of those 10,000 individuals, 75% of them reported weighing themselves at least one time per week. So it's varied and I'm sure each individual weighed themselves different amounts, but I think what that registry is saying is that how they were able to maintain their weight over the long term is that they had a scale that they weighed themselves on weekly or at least weekly so that they could have the accountability um, behind their actions. The problem with this scale, though, since we've talked about the benefits, is that the scale can also be used as a measure of your self-worth, which is a big disadvantage of weighing yourself, right? So, so much of how we feel and think about ourselves is based on our appearance. And I think as we get older as women, I think, you know, we might weigh more than we typically have. And we weigh more now, maybe than before our kids were born. We might look, we, we all look older than we did before. Let's face it. I mean, who doesn't look older because we are older. So I think that that goes kind of into play with the weight. So also think there's kind of like this idea that when we are at the weight that we want to be, our self-worth is higher. And then when we're at a weight that is, you know, when we weigh a little bit more, our self-worth is lower. And for some of us, we may even have this idea that like life would be different when we achieve this like goal weight we made up in our head. So we could be like, oh my God, my marriage would be better if I weighed this amount. My life would be better if I weighed this amount. And so it's not based on anything. And most likely once you get to that weight, probably not nothing's really going to change. But I think we do that, that we kind of say like things are going to be so different and we have that like so much of our self-worth is tied to the number on the scale. And then if we don't achieve the weight that we think we should be, our self-worth suffers. And then as women, we may even feel less valuable, which is really sad. And I think a lot of us do it. I mean, I certainly have periods where I do it. So I'm not, I mean, I totally get it, which is why I'm talking about it. Also, I think this scale acts as a measure of like what our health and fitness goals achievement is. And that's not always a reliable indicator. So I feel like sometimes the scale will be like, oh, you lost weight, even if we're really not working out, but it's not really like reflected of what's really happening in your body. It's just that your weight is a little bit less. So for example, you could be doing every behavior that you know will kind of help you get to like either a weight loss or a health goal that you want to achieve, but the scale may not budge. And that might be due to factors that are out of your control. Day-to-day variables may increase the number on the scale, not related to weight gain. So the weight, the scale doesn't really have a reflection on like your overall health status. Your weight could be the scale or the number on the scale could be higher than what it normally would be because of variables like maybe you ate a high salt meal or maybe you have like changes in your fluid status or you're dehydrated or maybe you did a lot of physical activity, or maybe you just have fluctuating hormone levels. So weighing yourself and having that number on the scale 
it doesn't reflect anything of like where you are in terms of your health and fitness goals. It doesn't. The scale is not able to differentiate between like muscle mass, fat mass, and fluid. So if you have are having weight gain, you don't actually know what the cause is of the weight gain. Because if you are doing a lot of like strength training, then you may have an increase in muscle mass. Or if you're doing a lot of like working out and you haven't repleted your how much water you need, or if you've had too much water, like there's going to be all these variables that are going to affect the number on the scale that, that are not related to, to like your fitness level or to like any of the behaviors that you're doing to, to make these changes. In addition, the scale and weighing yourself may produce negative feelings of self-doubt. You might become like obsessed that you have to weigh yourself. It could become like really frustrating to you that you haven't gotten to a weight that you think that you should be because of what you're doing. And as a result of not feeling like you met your goal in terms of your weight, you might have unhealthy behaviors such as like sabotaging your goal, overeating or binging or something like that as a consequence of of weighing yourself. The scale, though, is not the only way to measure success with weight loss. Trying on clothes in a smaller size than you're currently wearing, like that's a way to decide that you lost weight, pull something out, or it's that's just a way to see if you're successful at what you're doing. So if there's a pair of pants that are a little bit smaller than what you're wearing now, and if you don't think that you can get on the scale or you think it like really hurts your psyche, don't get on the scale. Use those pair of pants, put them on and see if it fits you. And then that's a way that you can figure out if you think you're having success in what you're doing. Another way which I like to do is to measure your body circumference. So that's like using a tape measure and measuring your arm circumference or your leg circumference. So that would be like your thighs and your calves or even measuring your waist circumference. That can be a really effective tool and maybe even more of an effective tool than actually weighing yourself because you'll actually be able to have like some concrete advice of like what your measurements were, you know, a month ago and to kind of see if the changes that you've implemented have made a difference. Keeping track of like all the successes that you've had, like with within the day is also another way to keep yourself accountable to your goals. So the scale can be used as a tool that when you use it with other tools kind of helps keep you accountable to what the goal is that you're trying to do. It's not the only tool, but I think in addition, it could be something that you use in your toolbox it all in conjunction because they're all helpful. They, all of these tools give you like different data and know that like if you're practicing healthy behaviors every day to lose weight or to achieve like a desired health goal, then the number on the scale will not be able to like measure that progress. It's not really going to be able to measure daily progress over time. It will, but like a daily, it's hard to do that. So what is the sweet spot in terms of like how often to weigh yourself? Well, I think if you're trying to lose weight and you, or you're just trying to like, you know, work towards like improving your health, but I guess that would also be weight loss. Weighing yourself weekly is more than sufficient to keep you on track with your goals and to capture any weight gain that could be occurring. 
However, if you're trying to lose weight and the scale sabotages you or is a trigger for you or causes you to obsess, then don't weigh yourself. Try other ways to measure progress like we just talked about with a tape measure or trying on clothes. Because if getting on the scale leads you to like overeating or binging, then why do it? Why go through that? You know, I've, I've had and I've worked with clients who have like a, a history of like, you know, maybe having to have been weighed when they were little and having some kind of disordered eating because of that or having like, you know, getting on the scale really like messes with the psyche of, of self-worth. So it's just not worth it. If, if you're somebody that you know that it kind of like getting on the scale can sabotage you, certainly I am like that too. I've had times when I'm doing, like, I just feel like I'm doing it and doing it and doing it. And I am like, you know, I feel like I've made a real commitment to like, you know, writing what I eat down and that I am like making time to exercise. And if I get on that scale in a week and it's not reflected on that, it's very hard for me to stay motivated to keep going. And then what ends up happening or what has happened is then I kind of sabotage myself and then I'm like, ah, it's not worth it because I'm not seeing the changes today. It's not worth it. And then I stop. And then inevitably I have to repeat the behavior over and over again. So it's not about the number on the scale. It's about the behavior. And there's no way that that scale is able to measure the success of the behavior. The only way to measure the success is to write in a journal or every time you exercise, write it on, you know, your dry erase board. That's the way to measure success or write it in your calendar. That that's how you're going to measure success because over time you're going to go look back at that and you're going to be like, damn, I did it. Look how I got my 150 minutes of physical activity in this week. I'm the bomb. So the takeaway here is to just redirect your focus Instead of the scale, focus on the behaviors that will get you to your goal instead. Focus on maintaining consistency and consistency with your behaviors rather than the scale. So the behaviors that are ultimately going to get you to health and wellness and self-care will be like making a plan of what you're going to do and what your goal is and identifying any barriers that may come up along the way to hinder your progress. If your goal is to feel better in terms of eating and have more energy and to lose weight and to just overall feel like you're having like a good intake of like a balanced diet, then weekly meal prep would be something that could be a good behavior. If weight loss or again, like any of these health and wellness goals are for you, write down the food you eat daily and write down how much water you consume in a day. I'm not talking about writing down like in Calorie King where you're doing your calories. I'm just saying like write down what you're eating. It doesn't have to, I don't even really want it to be calorie content. I just want it to be that you're aware of what you're putting in, what you're putting in your body. If exercise is your goal, notice how much you're exercising now and how much is it, you know, that goal, the minimum exercise requirement by most recommendation standards are 150 minutes per week, which is 30 minutes, five days a week or something like that. So if that's your goal, you know, focus on a behavior that's going to get you to that. What are you going to do every day to get to that goal? And then lastly, when it comes to your weight, if you're trying to lose weight, 
look at weight loss in terms of how much you lost in a month increments than like weekly. I think that's the problem with doing daily is that, you know, we're going to have these weight fluctuations and it's going to be, you're going to be like on this roller coaster ride of emotions. My weight's up today. My weight's down today. And so much of that is going to vary just, you know, like we've talked about this whole episode with like fluid or hydration or hormonal changes. And so the way to really capture it without having all that added stress and self-worth wrapped into the scale is maybe you record a weight weekly, or maybe you do something when you're looking at how much you've lost. If weight loss is your goal, look at what you weighed at the beginning of the month and then look at what you weighed at the end of the month and then just compare. Don't go by weekly goals. I mean, you can, but if you really feel like you're obsessing, you're getting to a point that it feels unhealthy or it's become a fixation for you, don't do that. Either don't weigh yourself at all or do it monthly and then look at what you're doing monthly in terms of like your weight loss journey. So as a reminder, as we start wrapping up this episode, you are not your weight at all. Regular healthy behaviors, no matter what they are, can help improve your health and your self-worth. You know, however often you choose to weigh yourself, whether it's weekly, monthly, and then for some of you, it may be daily, or if you choose to not weigh yourself at all, it's the right decision for you. You know yourself enough. And that's what you just kind of have to tweak out in here. If you think you're going to get obsessive about it, or if you think, or if you've had a history that you can't get on the scale, it's too traumatizing, then don't do it. Identifying like this, what works for you in this way will allow you to stay consistent and motivated in the journey to self-care, which is, which can be really difficult because it takes time for the changes to occur. It's not an instant, an instant thing that happens. Making a commitment to yourself every single day to work on the behavior changes that you want to do to get to your, like whatever your health or fitness goal is will like, if you're working on the behaviors, then eventually you'll get to where you want to be. And if your goal is weight loss, as long as you're practicing the behaviors and you're being consistent to it, you're going to get there. No matter what the scale does, you'll get there. You'll keep going in the same direction. So remember, focus on the behavior and not the scale. And if you're consistently practicing the behavior, it will eventually show up on the scale. Just making constant small changes every day will lead you to your eventual goal into improved whole health, which is the goal, right? So it's not about being perfect, this journey into health, wellness, and self-care. It's about being just 1% better each day. So thanks so much for listening today. I'm just so happy to have had you here. And I want to remind you to just be kind to yourself. The scale is doesn't mean anything, okay? doesn't have anything to do with your self-worth. So I'll see you next week and we'll chat some more about health, wellness, and self-care. See you then. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.